that I was <laughs> I'm trying to fucking talk because it won't let me do anything. Uh, my name is John Machado, and this is the Gunpowder Plot Show, also known as Guy Fox Podcast. And this is Bentley Meadows slash Bentley Craig. Hey, buddy. Ha! Well, how'd it do there? Oh, we're doing good down here. How y'all doing up there? We're doing all right. You been on any bike rides lately? <laughs> no. Uh, well, uh, consider yourself lucky or unlucky. I don't know. Uh, there was somebody who took a bike ride lately, recently, and uh, it didn't go so well for him. <laughs> well, it, it happens here in Florida. What? What? He was down there in Florida when it happened? No, I'm just saying uh, people here get run over all the time. No, dude, you didn't hear Biden fucking fell off his bike? Oh, you know, I did, but the, your <laughs> uh, reference just went right on by me. You know, as, as much as I can't stand that man, <laughs> I just really have a hard time picking on people who are ate up with it, you know? Yeah, however... Then I realized that he's a pedophile, and uh, or in my opinion, <laughs> I believe he's a pedophile, and uh, and then it all goes away. It's like if it wasn't for that, if it wasn't for the sniffing of the children and the diary by his daughter and all the other accusations, um, then if it you know if it wasn't for that aspect, I'd feel bad for him for being just a, a senile old, previously terrible Democrat opportunist. Um, and I might have a little sympathy, but I don't. <laughs> I have no well, you know, and I'm I'm with you 100. Yeah. You know, just because I, that's just my go-to. You know, I try to yeah. have some respect for the old people. Oh, for I've sure. Seen it, you know, but I'm like, uh, you know, and then I I really like to take my angst out on the uh, the people who support him. <laughs> sure. Like his wife, you know, there's a lot of people that ought to be in jail for elder abuse. I'm like, man, y'all just keeping him around collecting his checks. He even signed yeah, those yeah. things. Or wait, is he, what is he, the big, no, the big guy. He's the big guy. Even though that title does not go with him, man. Well, he is in La La Land. I don't yeah. pretend for a minute that that dude knows what's going on. Well, even when he wasn't, I couldn't, I wouldn't be able to fit the title big guy, which... I would think of if I was thinking of like, you know, mobsters and shit. Um, I wouldn't think of him as quote unquote the big guy. Thank you. And, and that is why he's dangerous because he don't like it when people don't like to think of him as a threat. Yeah, that's a good point. And that was kind of uh advantageous for the Irish for a long time. Nobody thought they were a threat and they were one of the first, if not the first, to be uh england when they're a world superpower so maybe the second are they the first or the second i think they're the second to the scott to the scottish any hizzle uh i think i broke my fucking knuckle um ow yeah i've been uh i've been training for a while on the punch on the 80 pound canvas and i was wearing two boxing wraps i don't do gloves just because i don't like gloves um and that's not realistic to me so um been doing this for almost a month now and i've been i went down to one boxing wrap and i wanted to get down to where it was just bare knuckle and nothing around my wrist and uh 
Who, buddy? How's that it tonight, man? I just fucking I cracked it one good time, and I was like, "Ooh, what was that?" Um, and more so, I've just been doing it. I wear the wraps just for to cover my skin, so because uh, canvas will eat you up, and it's to callus over your knuckles, and then also you know to to support my wrist a little bit because you hit that fucker the wrong way, man. That sand don't give, and um, when it's packed on real bad, and it'll fuck up your wrist. So uh, yeah, man, I think I, I think I snapped a, a knuckle. It's all big and getting bruised now. Woo, buddy! So well, I'm that, uh, that'll learn you how to hit. Yeah, well, like when you're punching things, you shouldn't be breaking knuckles. Yeah, that's true. I guess I, I grew mm. up on fast bags and heavy bags. Oh mm. yeah, baby, I can rock well, and roll on a fast bag. Yeah, I got pretty good at it. Um, I don't have one. I wish I would have got. I might get one at some point. Um, speed well, bag. heavy. You know what I'm saying? Nobody gonna oh, yeah. stand there and let you fast bag them. Sure. <laughs> you know what yeah. I'm saying? But that does help you with your hands. I mean, it's oh yeah, hand-eye coordination, speed. Um, I don't like when I, I whenever you'd see like those guys that you know get all fancy with it and hit it on the way back and make it. You know, make it make beats and shit, and it's like, stop it. That's not going to be used in a fight, dude. Like that's right. That's that looks cool, good for you, but that's not. That's ridiculous. Quit it. And, uh, and I like to throw in a, the occasional front kick. You know, just a chamber and fire. Uh, when I'm doing a heavy bag, but, oh you yeah, know, I know you can't do that in boxing, but no, yeah, I don't really train it so much for boxing as it would be like you know, just uh, strengthen up your your. Uh, your punches and and uh, get your your wrists um, used to hitting something because a lot of people don't understand, man. When you go to hit somebody, it's gonna it's your wrists are are vulnerable too, especially if you throw it like most people do and you bend that wrist a little bit. Ooh, and, and most people throw haymakers. Um, man, you're you're right. you're getting ready to fuck your shit up. But um, yeah, no, I just I, so I've got so much duct tape on this damn thing. I've had this bag for twenty years, and uh, I've got so much duct tape that what it does is after after so long, like I have to turn it so that I get the you know the packed side, which is nice and smooth and round. Excuse <clears throat> but um, because after hitting one side for so long, it'll start to form it, you know, and that's what I think that's what did it is my knuckle caught on one of those as I was. Uh, you know, rap, I think I was doing a, it was either a body shot, which is going to kind of come in like a hook or it was a hook, one of the two, but I just felt it and was like, Ooh, hello, you know? Yeah. And so, um, I didn't even notice it until later. And then, um, I looked down and it was like, Hey, there's a mini golf ball on my knuckle. So I'm, uh, self-medicating, uh, the cowboy way, the redneck hillbilly way, which is, whiskey marijuana and beer and nicotine and when you get that going i used to uh practice like hitting on trees but not throwing like haymakers or anything like that you know not sure you gotta do straights with those just trying to throw the perfect punch you know the straight straight up in front that may sound weird to people but i'll tell you right now dude people in thailand people in uh a lot of parts over in like the orient the oriental part of asia um they do that you've got yuri he's a polish polish fellow i think or 
Checklist Vakin. He's the new light heavyweight champ of uh, UFC. He uh, incorporates that into his daily routine. Hits a hits a tree, punches a tree five hundred times. Oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah, I would never, you know, I wouldn't suggest unloading on a tree, you know. No. <laughs> no I mean, go ahead if you want, but you're going to learn real quick that you don't want to do that. You know, but that helps kind of like that little impact a little bit in your bones of your wrist. Yeah. And then plus, you know, you concentrate on throwing that perfect punch to where that's kind of becomes second nature. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's like a that, that real fast one. I like to be able to bring a punch up from like my thigh. <laughs> like start like off with like my thigh and punch somebody in the face. Yeah, the uh, Muhammad Ali anchor punch. You remember? I can't remember what's it, what his name was. It was I think it was the one that called him Cassius Clay and pissed him off, which I feel like is something I would have done. Um, but he uh, he threw it. They said he threw it so fast that most people didn't know that that he. Uh, it was a famous picture of him. Where he's got his hands down, the guy, the guy's down on the canvas, and he's like screaming at him, right? Um, but he talked about it later, later, and he called it the anchor punch because he held it down, and then he, it wasn't, it just wasn't a normal way to throw a punch. I've tried doing it, and it's awkward. It's very awkward. It, it, that it takes because nobody's looking for it. But right. that, to me, I always wanted to end something as quick as possible, and. That right there, just they don't even know it's coming. You know, like when I realize I'm in trouble, I'll throw that punch. You know, they yeah, don't see funny. my shoulders move. They don't see anything. My feet, you know, I don't, I'm not placing. I'm already set for it anyway. <laughs> it's effective. It's very. But effective. I'm not like Muhammad Ali. I'm never knocked anybody on their ass, hitting them in the face. Um, that's where my my uh, body bag. You know, like being able to throw a punch right at someone's sternum. Yeah. <laughs> I Ooh. find that the most effective. I wonder what this is. I got a, um, sorry to go off topic. I got gifted two marijuana joints recently. What? Yeah. Yeah, dude. It was nice. I guess you could kind of say it was a Father's Day gift, sort of. Um, I'm going to call it the marijuana fairies. Sure. Yeah, we can call them whatever we want. We, we got the poop fairies advertising on the Fringe Radio Network. The poop fairies? The poop fairies. Apparently, uh, they come to your house and make your poop go away out in your yard if you got dogs. And Oh, okay. So it's, it is a real thing. It's a real, it's out in Fresno, California. The poop fairies. It reminds me of that, that movie uh, with Jack Black and uh, Ben Stiller. Where they, uh, where they, um, sorry, I'm looking for my, uh, whiskey drink glass, whiskey, whiskey sipping glass. Um, yeah, the one where they come up with the, uh, stuff to make and it goes away, it disappears. Oh, yeah. 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 There you go. I don't know if they have that can or if they use my method, like two Walmart bags. (laughs) Yeah. Ow. Um, ooh, I'm ready to rock, son. But I will have to say this. I only have an hour. I, I only have an hour. So. Um, well, let, let's uh, get on it. On to it. Yeah, we'll do it again. Obviously, Biden man. And, and, and falling on a bike. Yeah, Obama. Or, uh, Obama. 
um, biting on a bike, fell over. I guess there's a I ne- I didn't haven't seen it yet, but I guess there's a picture of his wife that speaks a thousand wor- words, but I haven't seen it yet. So, um, what's her name? Jill. Doctor. Yeah, doctor. Doctor Jill Biden. <laughs> we both caught it. Jill Biden. Uh, always, I see that as like he's Biden his time. I like yeah. to throw names of people. Like, you know, it's not a good name for a politician in my Mr. Biden. Just Biden his time to screw you. Oh, dude. Yeah. Well, you know what? I mean, if you could um, put that on him having to wait so long before he finally got in, before he finally became stole the presidency. Right. Oh, yeah. I've got to grow up with him. You know, I remember way back when, you know, other attempts, younger, trying to be president and then calling him out on his um, plagiarism. Yeah, well, he lies about everything. Everything. Said he graduated top of his class. He didn't. Um, he, I think he said he had the best grades and he was like at the bottom. Uh, he recently, uh, well, I guess within the past year or so, he said that he had gotten arrested out protesting. That never happened. Um, all sorts of shit. Oh, no, that dude's a bully. Of course, I don't know him, but that's the way I see him. I've seen him talk to reporters over the years, and he's just a bully. I was going to agree with you, but I was right in the middle, and I, and I do agree with you, but I was right in the middle of a sip. Who, buddy? Was it a good um, one? Yeah, well, it was big. It was a little bit bigger than I intended. But it happened. Uh, I can't find this picture where I guess Joe Biden is like looking at Joe with like this look of like, you son of a bitch. I have to deal with you. That's what I thought I heard. So I don't know. I haven't seen it. That's what you heard from her look on her face. Yeah, it was just <laughs> like, oh, this fucking fool. Um, well, you know, I saw it from... Um, one angle and not the best angle because I didn't really see him fall and hit the ground, but I heard that there was like multiple angles. Yeah. And, uh, but I heard somebody talking about that he had like these, uh, little, you slip your feet into them on the mountain bike. Yeah. And that's what he caught it on or something. And this lady was like, You don't do that. And I'm thinking, Yeah, you do. I used to do that actually. I didn't do like the clip on, I'd do that one. Yeah. And you really got to, you know, you don't want to be doing that the way he was riding a bike. You wouldn't do that while the way he was. Like if I was just pedaling around a park, I would not be locking my feet in. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, it's, it's a bit much. It's overkill. Yeah. Cause Um, I would always recommend people that don't use them to not use them. Right. You know, unless you were doing like, you know, I was doing like heavy duty single trek kind of thing at that time that was well yeah he did have those i'm looking at a picture right now um and he's got a helmet what a dork i'm sorry dude i i i I never i never wore a bike or a helmet riding bikes ever Uh, yeah i don't want to tell people not to but i never did yeah i'll say this you're a dork if you do (laughs) i'll call you a nerd i promise you i will i actually practiced wrecking my bike Oh, to get like normalized. I practice throwing it out from underneath me, coming off of it. Yeah, 
I think all you know, did that. <laughs> well, I, I did like heavy duty, you know, blow your mind down the side of a mountain. Mountain biking at one point in my life. Yeah. I, I stopped doing that after 30. Um, yeah, I can see that. Shit gets a little bit realer, man. It's almost like gravity gravity gets more gravitous. Uh, the yeah, older you get. Yeah, when I was out in Utah, they're like, hey, man, can you do that? And I was like, I have done that. And they're like, really? You Can you do it now? And I'm like, mm-hmm. I would look like the stormtrooper riding a mountain bike if I was to do that now. <laughs> I mean, a quick answer, no. I'm not going to do like, it now. So, no, and I'm not putting all that on, and, you know, yeah. that's why I'm hiking now. Um, I guess this is kind of a segue into something else. Uh, the White House used Matthew McConaughey as a prop, as a spokesman of sorts, um, to call for uh, more gun control laws. Yeah, um, something, something. He didn't say what. Yeah, and I heard some of it, and I was like, "Dude, I heard it. It's it's disappointing." All right, all right, all right. That's all I hear, dude. Shut up. Yeah, because Matthew McConaughey. I'll number one. He is a phenomenal actor. I will give him that. I don't yeah, think yeah. he's taken away. Um, he starred in some of the best best shit. I mean, arguably the best show I've ever seen. Uh, which is. Uh, True Detective, the first season, um, and really should be the only season. That was incredible. He is so good. He's been in some really good other other shows, um, but yeah, he uh, he got up there and um, was at I don't know if it was the press uh, meet not meet the press but the press whatever, and uh, and went in on how we we have to come up with all these gun laws and gun control and you know simple stuff and he having an actor do it it'll especially the way that actors can do it especially good ones uh will make it sound good it'll make it sound like yeah this is this is something to go along with don't be fooled yeah because if he cared he'd have said what we need to do is get back into church, get back into family, get mom and dad back at the house. And let's just start right there. That was so perfectly said. <laughs> that uh, Dude, that was so perfectly said. I wasn't going that way, even though I should have been. Um, that was really well said, man. So, like we, you know, that'll all work out. These kids won't be running around wanting to shoot anybody if we give them a mom and dad like they're supposed to have you freaks yeah yeah stop it with your craziness you know buzz Lightyear, really <laughs> oh dude I, that heard, I heard that's not doing so well i heard that's doing pretty bad and uh i didn't even know the ins and outs of it i just assumed it was hollywood production and i heard about the kiss the same the two girls kissing in it um i had a oh, bit it's, of a, it's two girls <laughs> yeah, from what I understand, well, no, I would have expected them to. No, that shouldn't be a kids thing. No, no, um, and that's my hypocrisy, and and one that you know, I that was the princess and the rescuer. Yeah, if it's a, it, and well, I'll say this too. I'll go. If that girl just rescued a princess, she can give her a kiss. I see. I I wouldn't even. I wouldn't be able to go with that. I'll say that. I'll I'll show my true hypocrisy. Um, <laughs> okay. 
even just a boy and a girl sharing a smooch. Now it can't be graphic. Um, it can't be over the top, you know, like what near, near like pornographic for kids. We're talking, you know, um, yeah, maybe a kiss on the cheek. That's what you do. Cheek. You know how, like, like you just said, like if, if a prince rescues a princess and he, and she gives them a smooch and then the next scene is like them being king and queen and having kids, that's what you should be promoting to kids. No gay, anything, nothing. Sorry, gays. That's where I, I draw the line. No. Promoting your your gayness to kids? No, absolutely not. I'm 100 against it. Uh, I don't give a shit if you don't like it. Um, that's me, and that's what you're gonna have to deal with. There's a whole bunch of other people, and for the people that feel the same way, stop being scared of saying it. I am pro hetero. I am. I want to restore the patriarchy. Uh, that's what I'm about, and that's what I know a lot of other people are too. But they're really worried about offending people. Fuck those people. Stop being scared of them. You, what? You want them to run the country? You want them to run your life? I don't think so. Yeah, it's only going to get worse. It's only going to get worse if we don't stand up and start to restore the things that need to be restored. Like you just said, you know, get back to church, get mom and dad back in the house together. Yeah, and then, you know, the people are like, well, you know, you oh God, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, man, I don't care if you believe in it or not. Look at the numbers. Yeah. And look at them. Look, look at these look miserable at bunch of shitheads. You know, they're they, <laughs> it's look so bad. numbers. Mm -hmm. uh, they just don't like. Uh, I've been listening to some liberal stuff, and man, they really do not like white men and people like you or me that would. They would definitely feel threatened. Like our our words Good. would touch them physically. Good. I hope they feel threatened, shitheads. Um, oh, but oh, yeah, they won't come out about, around us. You were talking about having um, listened to a certain podcast that had the protocols in it, correct? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, what was the name? Something about the bastards. The bastards. Yeah, I'd look at I'd look it up right now, but it'd screw up the podcast, so I can't. No, I'm looking up. Uh... In my, let's see here, history. There we go. Behind the Bastards. Now, their whole take on it was that it's all crap. There isn't anything real about the protocols. That's completely, not. it's, um, what do they call it? It's plagiarized from a French writing about an argument yeah. or a discussion between, um, was it Machiavelli or not Machiavelli? Yeah, um, uh, yeah was, I think it was Machiavelli. Uh, it was the, uh, uh, the dude that wrote the seven, uh, you know, the comedy of the divine comedy. Ah, uh, uh, I've got the book. That guy. And yeah. someone else. Uh, Discuss some politics. Divine comedy. Uh, Dante. Dante. All right, maybe it was maybe it was Machiavelli. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Protocols. Protocol. It was. Uh, yeah, Machiavelli and some other guy, and they're having a discussion in hell. So they go through all that. 
and I'm, I'm with them. I don't care about the history of the protocols. My only thing is, is I look at that and say, oh, that seems to be what's going on now. And during their thing about making it, you know, defunct or debunked, is uh, that is what it was meant to do back then. You know, they're like, oh, look at what we're seeing now. Yeah. But... <clears throat> Yeah, they call it a fraudulent. Well, now this is this is Britannica, which I have to assume you, was the encyclopedia encyclopedia where Encyclopedia Britannica came from. I Britannica don't recall seeing that way back when when you first brought it up. Like, and I'd heard about it before that, but I had never seen any debunking of it at the time. Yeah, I mean, it's it, you I look at it now, see. and it's all debunking. Yeah, everything I I bring up. If I type in the protocols of Zion, we'll call it a fraud, which, um, yeah, I may, you don't know. I, I just reading through it. Not that I don't know. It's no, it, I do know. It's horseshit. There yeah, is I'm like, I don't really either. believe in a giant Jew conspiracy per se. <laughs> no doubt. Yeah, there's I, some Jews that are on board with it. Yeah. Just, you know, like Catholics and Baptists and Methodists, you know, people pretend to be other things. Yeah, it's a Jewish conspiracy in the sense that Jews are a part of it. There are some Jews that are a part of it and some very, very powerful Jews that are in it. But it, it, Jewish conspiracy in the sense of all Jews, no. Right? No. Well, you know, yeah. and I know that's what it was doing in the original take of it. But my take of it, like I said, I'm like, I'm taking it as like, I just found this somewhere with no history at all. And I look at it, I'm like, well, man, this looks like a playbook to me. It'd be like if I was playing football and got the other team's playbook. Yeah. I'm like, wow. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know, I feel like when I read that, I did get, you know, the other team's playbook. Well, and the fact that somebody like um, Bill Cooper felt so strongly about it and knew what he knew that he felt the need to include it in his book. Um, it's not the only reasoning. I mean, you have many, uh, many a conspiracy researcher who uh, point to it as um, a real document found. Um, not just that, but you have everything. I mean, it's, it's, it's prediction or, or prescription of yeah. what's going on today. And how can you deny, especially with the sexual confusion and uh, and the, the banking aspect of it, uh, the the, you know, the cashless society that it's trying to invoke, which goes all the way back to biblical prophecy uh, that is all now uh, coming true. They're truly pushing for um, this. And then not only that, you have. Um, a bunch of diff different methods. You have a, a microchip that came out not too long ago that can be recharged in the changing of the body temperature. And um, I guess the, your right hand changes temperature far more often than your left hand usually does, and also your forehead. So that would go even back further to the, not even back further, but it would go back to the revelations, uh, revelation prophecy of, the mark of the beast being on your in your right hand or in your forehead or on your right hand on your forehead. So, right. It's uh, 
that's uh, man. I mean, how many how many coincidences until it's it's conspiracy? You know. So. Yeah, I remember when I was in elementary school, second, third grade, maybe because it's not real clear. But I remember seeing an old woman in there with her prison numbers on her arm. Yeah, and I was completely and utterly insulted that they had done that to that woman. Even as a young kid, I was just like, "Wow, right. somebody like held you down and did that, and not just you." You know, the, I was just like, "Whoa!" Yeah, that blew my mind that a one group of people did that to another group of people. Yeah, I mean, it was to me at at that time, only weren't bad guys. You know, yeah, Jesus was a Jew. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, they're yeah. just killing Jesus's people. What the heck? That was something uh, I said to. Uh, I said my 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 little spiel. <laughs> excuse me, to uh, Kent the other day, and uh, I said uh, all Christians are Catholic. All crack. All Catholics are um, Jews. And then I said, because Jesus is a perfect Jew and, you know, and, and he got it. He understood what I was saying pretty quick. I was like, does that make sense? He goes, yeah. I go, okay. <laughs> like, all right. We're on the, we're on some kind of the same page. <laughs> Cause he was, uh, like I said, he was trying to convert me to <coughs> Protestantism. Did you uh, feel like you were talking to a guy riding around in a limousine? <laughs> Yeah, I don't. I mean, I just felt like uh, I, I even told him, I said, listen, now I was caught off guard because I really didn't think I'd be able to talk to this man, you know, uh, and uh, and it was just so bloody easy. And uh, I just kind of felt starstruck, you know, because this is somebody that I look up to in a, in a in a in a way much like, you know, Bill Cooper, or, um, Alex Jones, or Aaron Russo, you know, somebody to that effect, Mark Dice, these people that, you know, they 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 really put their neck out, out, out there for, you know, for us to, uh, try and, and, uh, speak the truth. Um, and they've done it pretty, pretty damn successfully. And, uh, something to admire, I think in, in men, um, in real men, you know, and it was cool. And then it was like, okay, now, now he wants to, <laughs> now he wants to make me a, a Protestant. What do I do here? And he was already like, listen, I, I, you know, I'm really tired. I want to go to bed and I'm like, okay, <laughs> but you're trying to convert me. What's happening right now, man. Uh, but I mean, I, I took it all in fun. I, I expected it and I enjoyed it to be honest. You know, it's like, all right, that's cool. No, I think you, you had a little privilege. Yeah. I'd say that for sure. You know, it's uh, I, I would say that like him and, and uh, Dr. Dr. Kent Hoven, Dr. William Lane Craig are two of my heroes as well. You know, they're uh, they're good dudes. Did you ever hear about uh, that Zach, Zachariah, Zachia, Zacha something? He was, uh, he was a Christian preacher. He did a lot of debates. He was Indian. And uh, no, he died. And after he died, there was some women that came out and had accused him of some pretty bad shit. I don't think it was rape, but it was like maybe extramarital affairs or whatever it may have been. Um, and that sucked. You know, I don't I don't know if it's true or not. Um, I don't want to believe it, you know, because I thought he was a pretty good dude. 
Uh, but even then, you know, it's like, all right, well, this sucks. What do you do? <clears throat> you know, I don't know. I, that, that just kind of came to mind. But um, any hizzle. Uh, yeah, these protocols, it's like almost everything that comes up. Of course, I did type in copyright, so maybe it is going to pull up everything that's copywritten of it. Uh, go ahead with uh, what you were listening with those guys. Well, um, okay, they also would like anybody would ever believe this. And I think, I don't know if they're talking to people today as much as the people back then seeing it in, you know, 1914. Right. 1905 because yeah. it came up a couple different times and i'd say some people died because of that book <laughs> probably yeah. and uh but they i can you know some hillbilly and i was like oh okay hillbilly and I was yeah like, so you're not <laughs> but like as stupid though right that irks me to refer to i was like, like okay all right i see you are you're kind of hypocritical too you know you're um yeah you know they're they are bigots themselves and the worst kind of bigot they can't even realize that they are a bigot i'm like okay yeah that's yeah what makes you a bigot is that you really don't know that you are yeah, there's that long-standing um, use just be a racist. <laughs> the southern accent as as um, representative of somebody who's dumb, and it it has fucking pissed me off for forever. Because uh, some of the dumbest people I've ever ran into have been up in the north. You know, it's like, and and on average, southerners tend to be really. I mean. Real genius is taking something complex and breaking it down to uh, where laymen can understand something, you know, and that's what I always experienced in the South. Not everyone, obviously, but that yeah. was that was Southern thinking to me. I mean, it was like what you said at the beginning about, you know, getting people back in the church and, and you know, bringing back in the mom and the dad. Just the way you had said it is an example of that. It's so simple, but it's so meaningful it's so it's genius you know and uh that's what you you find in the south and these dickheads go around and pretend as if the southerners are the dumbest you know it's like it's it's an ongoing i think an ongoing um i don't know what what to call it an ongoing thing of like the south having had you know slavery and believing in racism and stuff like that uh, the stain that has lasted and that's why they feel okay to to abuse people from the south in such a way i think that's what what that is oh yeah but i don't care what kind of accent is around in different situations i've been in in my lifetime you want to figure it out there you go exhibit a <laughs> you know what i'm saying i'm like all right so I got sometimes they all just stand and i'm like oh all right i got this yeah i believe it i mean that's why i have you on the show it's because you'd smarten up the joint you know what i mean <laughs> well you know <laughs> i feel like i'm kind of stupid sometimes and i expect other people to be smarter or smarter than me 
right? I, I do expect that. that. <laughs> I do that. I, I mean, I've gotten into, I've got myself into so many different situations, you know, work-wise, whatever it may be, where I don't know anything to do with it. And I'll usually admit it because I don't want to be the dumbass over here that's trying to do something that they don't know what they're doing and look even dumber. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I'm like, oh, I don't know. And I don't like to yeah. say those words. It's like, show me. <laughs> show me because I don't know what I'm doing. I mean, I uh, like, you know, hell, I can put my pants on. I can do that. Yeah. I can do that. I can tie my shoes. Learned how to do that a while ago, but I'm pretty good at it now. Um, how, what, I don't know what the parts, I look at an engine and I'm like looking at Chinese, you know, however, I'll, I'll eat the hell out of some Chinese. You know what I mean? Not the people, but the food. <laughs> Although maybe I'd, maybe I'd have to eat a Chinese person. Who knows? I don't know if I could do that. Could you do that? Could you eat another human if you had no, to? No, no, cause I'm that. Like, okay, I got this. With some like when one of the other accents yeah. says, All right, we're gonna have to eat this guy, and I'll be like, All right, I got this. Do not eat him. I got this. <laughs> <laughs> I figure out I was like, man, you all are just are you that lazy? <laughs> I just heard the other day that dandelions are are really good food. I don't know if they're good food for humans as much as animals. But I heard that they have they're like high in everything. Like yeah, like basically a like line. a nice yellow one. You can eat it. Boom. It is okay. It tastes like poison though, right? I mean if I can remember Oh yeah, it's from not like it don't taste like butter. Yeah. Same with grass. Listen, okay. I, I will admit it help with the headache. There's some kind of element right away that a dandelion can do yeah as a child i tried a lot of things i ate tree bark i ate dirt i ate sand i ate uh sometimes it wasn't on purpose if you're at the beach uh by the ocean sometimes you eat sand whether you like it or not um i've eaten grass yes. i've eaten i think dandelions i know i I don't know if all kids have experienced this, but to have a dickhead friend, which are usually the best friends, uh, hold a what's, what's the powder puff um, flop weed that you get from the ground? You know what I mean, where you blow it and all the little things come off. Yeah, I think that's a uh, dandelion. Is that a dandelion? All right. Well, yeah. whatever the hell that thing stuck it in my damn mouth while I was breathing in. Had that happen quite a few times. Um, I want to say my parents did that to me too. Uh, I grew up rough and tumble. Um, I've eaten leaves, uh, you know, all sorts of shit. Rhubarb. You ever eat mm. rhubarb? Oh yeah. I was, oh uh, man. Talking about a buddy of mine out in Spokane. He's got some growing. Yeah. Sometimes like it's real flower. It. Other times it's real sweet. Nice. Rhubarb pie. Mm. Mm. It's good. Yeah, it's either sweet or sour, or both. True. Yeah, it's good shit. But uh, I grew up tough, I think, because of that. You know, eating shit, <laughs> eating all sorts of things that you're probably not supposed to eat. Uh, and most of it tasted like poison, if I'm being honest. Right. Uh, Rose petals never, will help you with a headache. I don't think I ever ate shit. If I can, if I'm I, if I can remember as best as I can, I don't think I ever ate shit. 
No, but I did talk my brother into it. <laughs> and I laughed at him. Yeah. Nice. He's like, he's like said it was a Tootsie Roll or something. And I was like, yeah, but <laughs> he saw me pick it up. <laughs> you know. Um, I picked up I remember being a kid and picking up a loaf of shit and squeezing it and going, God. And I had to go and wash my hands. Um, <laughs> I never ate it. <laughs> I always had a real strong gag reflex, though. So that, I think that probably saved me from doing some of that shit. Yeah. Um, I had yeah. a, yeah, I had a healthy gag reflex. I had, yeah. I had one friend of mine, all you had to do was act like you were going to puke and he would. Puke. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best, man. Um, there's a girl that got kind of famous, I want to say. There's like YouTube shorts of her. And uh, she like comes home. She's hot too. Holy shit, she's smoking. And her husband, as soon as she gets home, he starts doing like he comes out with a phone recording her, and he starts gagging, like fake gagging, and it makes her start to gag. Oh, that shit's funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, it was funny a couple times, right? Where we didn't put him, but he was on cue though. I mean, he was ready to go. All you had to do. Yeah, I feel like I had friends that we could talk them into damn near anything. There's a lot of shit you could talk me into, too, by just challenging my manhood. Uh, I remember I ate, I ate – my aunt used to make, like, the hottest salsa on the face of the planet. Like, she'd give the Chinese a run for their money. And uh, my dad and my uncle – my uncle could all – he knew the buttons to press to get me to do whatever. And um, that's why I had a, a pretty strong dislike for him for a long time. And uh, they they talked me into eating, uh, grabbing a great big old spoonful of it. Man, I was like almost sick because I I did that. <sighs> and funny story, my dad. I can't remember what happened. I think my uncle threw a ball and it almost hit me in my head. My dad had to throw his cowboy boot in front of it and stopped it. And then my dad was like, "Yeah, um, this is like during a softball game. I think I was like three or four. And he said, son, go take that bat baseball bat and hit your uncle in the nuts with it. Well, I did it. And uh, and it was right in the middle of play. Like I brought the bat out to my uncle and he must have thought I was like, you know, everybody thought it was cute until I picked that fucker up and hit him right in the nuts with it and <laughs> dropped his ass. <laughs> and he was over there coughing and I think he damn near threw up. My dad liked to tell that story long, for a long time. <clears throat> but uh, so I guess I kind of maybe that's why he was so mean to me. <clears throat> and always talk me probably you probably took him years <clears throat> to recover from that yeah probably busted a nut for him on it not that way probably broke one of his testicles is what i meant i watched um, two guys boxing the other day and uh both of them hit the other one in the nuts <laughs> both of them took like like 30 seconds to recover i mean they both went right down to their <laughs> knees too you know what i'm saying like you're like oh, oh. Remember a guy yeah. in the crowd going, dick punch, dick punch. <laughs> <laughs> that is funny. Uh, that movie, The uh, Idiocracy, where the the main TV show is, uh, I think, kicked in the balls or something like that. I can believe it, man. I'd watch it. I love watching people get hit in the nuts, dude. It is so fucking funny. Um, unless it happens to you. And it, oh. Women will never understand. It is so, it is so, it is so fucking painful. And it travel like, especially the ones that like travel up into your, into your like 
Oh yeah, Almost you're, if you get a good one, you're gonna puke. Yeah, you feel like you're gonna throw up. Oh, it's so bad. Yeah, it um, is. Uh, it's something special. <laughs> I had Luckily, a I had a uh, younger sister, so I had worked out all the uh, moves to protect myself. And like a oh, yeah. moment's notice, because that was her go-to. <laughs> I'll say as a father, man, it it is something they don't tell you, but I'll tell everybody now. For new incoming fathers, kids, uh, kids find a way of of uh, finding your crotch with their heels, their knees. Um, they just they don't realize nothing, and you you feel safe around a child because you think they won't hurt you. Shit, man. When they're coming up to jump on you on the on the couch or on the recliner or whatever, first thing it is is usually that knee right to the testicles, dude. Holy shit. Yep. And then you, you feel go. bad for throwing your kid halfway across the, the, the room, but shit. Gotta get <laughs> then you, you <laughs> like a sack of potatoes in the floor. <laughs> and then the wife gets mad at you, the baby's crying, you're at tears almost because you're damn bad. At that point, um, you, you need to puke just to recover. <laughs> Catch a little sympathy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know I'm not sticking around for that one. I'm saying the argument for me. <laughs> I'm like, okay. I had for the longest time, I feel like it was like five, maybe ten years. Maybe it was like right after puberty or whatever. I didn't realize um, how lengthy my arms were. And uh, it's it's a weird thing, but I just like I'd let my hands go sometimes and I'd hit myself in the nuts. I'd just graze one. And sometimes grazing a nut is almost the worst thing in the world, you know, where it's like it's just a little graze will send you into a good five to ten minutes of agony on accident. I don't know what it was. Maybe it was just me. Maybe it's a syndrome of some sort, you know. You got uh, hand and nut syndrome, hand nut syndrome. You got that it monkey sucks. blood. Yeah, it's little monkey blood going on, and uh, I got rid of it after a while. You start to realize, you know, don't go to the center of your body; you go to the outside. Or maybe you got a little taller. Maybe that's they made pockets. What'd you say? So maybe you got a little taller. It could been. Could have been. Yeah. That sucked, man. Yeah, it's it's rough being a guy. You know, nobody likes you. And uh, sometimes you hit your own nuts, you know. And then you get older and then gravity takes hold and you might sit on a nut. Yeah, see, and that, that's where I'm at. And I'm, I'm yeah. sure. Yeah. I mean, I'm they like, just get I, I might want to quit wearing the boxers and go. Yeah, that's I had to go to those, man. They're great. Um, they got this new kind of uh, boxer brief out called the uh, I don't know what it's called, but um, there's I, all my guys like all the guys that I listen to. They it's usually one of their sponsors, and there's like a pouch that separates your the shaft from the the boys, and uh, they say it's great. And it's like I guess maybe I don't know, um, <clears throat> but yeah, I went to the boxer weather. <laughs> yeah good good question i wonder what that does i wonder if like it's meant for your boys to be next to the shaft if to keep everything warm and, and uh, kosher down there know what i mean um <clears throat> yeah i don't know that's a good question 
that I just that we just came up with. Um, but yeah. Anywho, uh, Rain Wilson got canceled. You know who that is? No. Rain Wilson played Dwight on The Office. Now, did, no. did you ever, no. no, I, I watched a few episodes. He a character you if you know if you like it was this guy I would probably know you know because they all had like different hairstyles and yeah he was the dork with the with the glasses that was always too assertive and you know conforming to but he was also kind of like a like a farm like a real weird farm he was a beet farmer and uh but anyway he uh recently had made a joke about trannies and then um, on Twitter, and Twitter went after him and uh, basically canceled him, which is not much of a point to talk on, but I'll transition over into uh, – wink, wink, transition – into uh, Bill Maher has now went even harder after the left, and he's coming around. Oh, Pretty, yeah. Uh, he, he's gone full trans to segue. Yeah, to like center. I mean, he's shitting all over the left, left and right. <laughs> And uh, he said recently, he was like, listen, the, like a lot of people are giving him shit for going after the left. And he's like, yeah, but the left is giving me so much to shit on them for. And now I'm a hero to Fox News. And he was like, I should be a hero to all of the news places, but they've they've given in. And people have just in his audience was all about it. They were clapping at everything he was saying, even though I still don't think he's funny. Um, but I will say now he's making good points but it's because it's normal it's natural shit you know and uh and, and good for him i will give him i will give him credit gotta give credit where credit's due uh good for him i still don't i don't want to trust him just because i know for so long he was uh you know he was the seed to all of this shit and i still feel like i could not listen to him eight years ago yeah no no and i I had an opportunity while I was with someone at that time and and she loved him. And I don't know if she loved him because, you know, like I left the room. I was not listening to Bill Maher spew that crap. And, yeah. And now here he is. Finally coming around, but hatred in people forever. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it's, I think it's that, I think that's a bigger part of like, I don't want to give him anything because he's what started all this, you know? And like you said, great point. He, he put that hatred into people for a very long time and went after the, the right and anybody, anybody right of center and even some centrists he went after, you know, and, um, he created this monster. He is Frankenstein, you know? So it's like, he helped. Yeah, he was definitely one wonder, of the wheels. I really do feel like. Well, if you remember, he got he got in some trouble because he made a joke in which the punchline was, "I'm not a house nigger," and the whoever went after him pretty hard for it. And then he had Ice Cube on his show, and Ice Cube gave him shit. Ice Cube's a, a black fella um, from the uh, NWA. Yeah, uh, cop. Yeah. And and Ice Cube told him straight to his face on his show, you can't say nigger. And it was just like, 
holy shit, dude, you're going to let this dude fucking come onto your show. You made a joke. That's all it was. It was a joke. Everybody knew it was a joke. Nobody thought that you were actually, you know, saying the word to piss off black people or nothing. And you got this guy coming on here who is a who has probably done far worse than Bill Maher has ever done in terms of like hurting black people. He's probably hurt far more black people, Ice Cube, um, than maybe even some KKK groups that are have been around for a while. And and you allowed this guy to come on your show, put the finger in your face and tell you you can't say something, even if it's a joke, even if it's, you know, whatever. <clears throat> it was just it was sickening to watch. It was like, good Lord, man, have some fucking have a backbone of some sort. Well, you would probably afraid of getting slapped. True. But at the point at that point, Ice Cube was like 50. I think, you know, his slap's going to be a lot less powerful. Um Ice Cube's such a turd, dude. I can't stand that guy. And he still wants to try and pretend as if he's some kind of hard ass. He was one of the guys that was in the meeting that I always talk about with the CIA, uh, where um, where they really turned uh, rap into gangster rap <clears throat> back in the, in the I think, mid to late 90s. Uh, Mark Dice has talked about it quite a few times. <clears throat> um, yeah, because I remember rap. I remember DJ Jazzy. Jeff and the Fresh yeah. Prince now. Back in the day, man. That it was, was DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince. Was it no. that way? It yeah. wasn't Fresh Prince and? No uh -uh. shit. Um, shit, man. I remember MC Hammer. I remember having his, his uh, tape for any kids that are listening that aren't old enough to remember. <laughs> we had tapes. Which was after eight tracks, or eight tracks? Sorry, um, I never had any of those because I was I was born in in the early eighties. Yeah, I uh, didn't have any of those, but I was around for those. Actually, yeah. I think I, eventually I probably had some because I I had eight tracks. I've seen them. I've seen those players at some point in my life. Yeah, my dad had them. Um, man, I miss I miss the eighties. I miss the early nineties. I miss. Like, as much as I may not necessarily promote my father, I do miss the times that I was around him back then because he was he was my normal dad. And, and all of his friends were just – they were partiers, man. They had mullets. They had sunglasses. They had a, a case of beer each, you know, if not two or three. And uh, it was just party central, man. It was all of the 80s, 80s pop shit and hits and hair music and all sorts of crazy shit miss those times and then the, like the 70s you know they all carried on that 70s uh music and and 70s vibe because that's what they were you know 60s and 70s were what they were raised on and my dad was uh, uh always in a band my dad was in a band called i can't say it it might you might be able to find me <laughs> i can't say it but it was fucking weird um like a weird pop music band from the and, and this was in New York, New York City. Um, he was in it. And it was just so goofy, man. Gosh, I miss those times. Wish you could, you always wish you can go back, which is what nostalgia is all about. And probably why I you know, I have a big feeling like that's why Stranger Things is as popular as it is, is because it shows like a pretty a pretty spot on 
representation of the eighties to an effect, you know? And I think that's what it, I think so much of it has to do with nostalgia, you know? Right. Yeah. Cause, Cause well, uh, 86. Yeah. I remember those days I was right out of high school, but I had military and college yeah. going on. <clears throat> yeah. 86, man. That, I mean, I was, I, nobody believes me. I remember my first memory. If you can think back as far as you can, my first memory was my mom giving me milk in a bottle and I was sitting at a high chair. So I must've been one. I have to believe it was one. I don't, excuse me. Cause both of my kids, I don't remember giving them milk bottles at two. I feel like they were say, You ain't really there at three anymore. No. So one or two. But I do remember the 80s. I, like I was, <clears throat> I was born in 82, so I would have been six in, or four in 86. So I wouldn't have remembered too much. I remember one movie called uh, Truth or Dare. And I remember a guy getting a, uh, they were in an insane asylum. They were in a, a room, a padded room or something to that effect. And they, uh, one of them had a grenade strapped to his mouth and it blew up. I remember that from this movie. Isn't it funny, right. like the weird shit that you remember from like, just little minuscule bits of your history of your past. Yeah. I'm still yep. looking for a movie and it was a movie that came on like uh, out of Chicago, Chicago or Cincinnati. Cincinnati. Like was it W uh, G N uh, up there or W X I X. Anyway, it was one of those, uh, in the middle, say late seventies, early eighties, but it was a horror movie that got played quite a bit when I was a kid. But it was in color and black and white. It would, if they had a memory, they would go back to, to black and white. And it was usually going back to some kind of castles and that kind of air. And it was yeah. like witches and things like that. And then it ends with it's in color and whoever thinks they got away, but then they see somebody but they're like back out in the city in a in a popular place you know somewhere outside in the daylight and uh they get got and uh i've been looking for that and i've been <laughs> looking and looking i don't have a clue what the name is of course but if anybody out there the big thing that will be the thing that sets it apart is that it's in color and black and white there you go uh, watch, watch, dude, DB Cooper is so good at that. He'll, uh, he might, he might get that and let me know what it is. <clears throat> the, uh, the movie, well, movie terrified me. Yeah, I bet. Uh, the movie I was referencing is called truth or dare with a question mark. And I'm looking at the guy. And you're saying and that was what? In 83? 1986. Okay. 86. Yeah, it runs an hour and 30 minutes. It's not rated. Mike Strauber catches his wife, Sharon, in bed with his best friend, Jerry. He gets mad and takes off to embark on an adventure of murder and self-mutilation in demented games of truth or dare. And this is the guy's face that I definitely remember. Holy smokes. Did, were we talking? Was was it me and you? Was it the podcast where I was talking about my uh, the castle in Scotland? Yeah, you looked it up. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, I was just, just telling my wife about it, dude. It's immaculate. You plan on a trip? 
I want to. Oh hell yeah. But I but I don't. Like I I uh I loved Ireland when I went there. Um I'd love to go to Scotland. But not now. Not until all this COVID craziness and shit goes away. Yeah, are they still ate up with it over her over there? You know, I don't know. I live like I'm sure you well, down there in Florida, you guys are just normal. Um here in Michigan we're pretty normal here. But uh I don't you know, I don't know. I I know uh Brain had to go overseas and he didn't have to take the shot. Um my wife's cousin and his uh new wife just went over to Europe and, and I don't know if they had to take the shot or not. Of course I think one of them already had it. But uh they didn't say any anything was necessarily nutty. So I don't know, maybe maybe I might. How about this? I heard from my military dude that the they're letting felons in the army now. What? Yeah. Yeah, that I'm was like, like a big no no way back when, but apparently The kids today do not want to take a shot. They don't want to take that vaccine, and I guess you have to take it in the military. Oh, so there's less people in the military? Yeah, so, like, they're at their lowest. Interesting. Like, well, hell, they probably let me back in. <laughs> yeah, they did. Uh, I think they cut off. Well, maybe it's just the um, the draft they cut off at 35. Or is it the entry altogether? They cut off at 35. Uh, let's see. In 2001, I needed a waiver. What was it for? Anyway, I can't remember. But yeah, it's something like that. Because I was, I was hitting that 30-something mark at that point. But I was also yeah. a red flag. It was kind of fun. Dude, yeah, I'm I was watching, gonna re-enlist. I'm watching the part where he this is on the preview. He's got a guy that yep takes out the pen and sticks the the grenade in his mouth. <laughs> Pops it. Yep, there it goes. Blow it up. Blow it up. That's the part that I oh buddy. Man, it's weird how some of my uh my memories are so vivid. We call it so truth anyway. or dare. Yeah, truth or dare. Wow, I'm pretty proud of myself with my memories. Um. Yeah, well, I mean, no matter. I mean, what? Eh, I can I speak right now? I can't speak. Um. Yeah, if they, uh, I would assume that if they, uh, if they're, if they're so dwindled, they may start taking in. Um, felons <laughs> prisoners well, the people in that movie don't even have their picture on imdb yeah i saw that i'm like there was like there, okay. i think there was one <laughs> like all right i was gonna look that up real quick it's so old i probably saw it in 86 right you know. depending on uh, when it came out i was doing the military thing school i believe Something for any of the uh, the the young men and the uh, the listeners, if you want to take a girl out to get, I don't know what it is, 
but it's almost like um what's that stuff that gets girls all horny not not brass monkey although that might be it but it Money, was uh, cash what is it? a big fat <laughs> wallet yeah well you think i work i thought you were um, talking about spanish fly spanish fly it's a lot like spanish fly and that is horror you take a girl out to certainly a haunted house haunted house will get you laid every time but also a scary movie so take a chick out to see a scary movie and buddy something happens i don't know what it is um but they get all sorts of turned on haunted houses is a 100 if you don't get laid after taking a chick out to a haunted house there's something else going on girls get all sorts of uh horny as they say unless you're um, all saving yourself yeah, but you're saving yourself. So for any newlyweds, <laughs> newlyweds, you want to get your wife all horned up, get them scared. Don't scare them because that tends to piss them off. I don't know what the uncorrelation is with that. But uh, um, yeah, every time I scare my wife, she's she's less likely to want to give it up. No, yeah, they're uh, likely to slap you. Yeah, they're very likely to slap you. They might even stab you with a knife. I don't know. Um, <laughs> scare the right one. <laughs> Right. All right, brother. Well, it I is, might be uh, stereotyping, but I would say the Puerto Rican women, I would not do that if they have a knife. That, you know what? I, I, Man, I feel like the Puerto Rican women are, are like Irish women. They are so close in temperament. Um, I don't know what it is. Maybe the Irish. Uh, they just, I think it's because they speak a lot faster. Could be. Could be. Mine's going a million miles a minute. Uh, and then you offset it by scaring them and they will... They will hurt your soul. Uh, listen, man, I am at an hour. I do have to get off, um, but we will obviously do it again. Bentley Meadows, a mainstay at the uh, Gunpowder Plot Show, also known as the Guy Fox Podcast. Would you like to plug yourself? Good, sir. Yeah, you can uh, catch me at the uh, network.com with uh, some other great shows. Let's get jacked up and... Uh, down the rabbit hole and Johnny McMahon and uh and then you can email me at nuclear knucklehead at yahoo.com. Excellence. There you go. You can uh get a hold of me at me tv1105. That's me tv1105 at gmail.com. Uh my website is theweaponbook.com and you can find me on almost any social networking platform. I was uh suspended for 12 hours on Twitter because I said Shut the fuck up, you dumb bitch. <laughs> Somebody. <laughs> I just can't help but get in trouble um, on there. So, but yeah, you can find me anywhere uh, except for TikTok and uh, Instagram. So, uh, other than that, you all good, buddy? I'm great. All right. Until next time, be accountable, be responsible. Don't be a bitch-ass liberal. Later, man. Peace.